Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, beautiful human beings of the internet. I'm Lauren Elizabeth. And yes, you guessed it. Someone decided to leaf blow the fucking parking lot next to my house. Oh, my God. This might actually be what sets me over at the goddamn edge today. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right, guys, this might be the band of my existence. And that it wasn't even the mood that I was planning on today. But this guy is not stopping. And it is actually the most annoying leaf blower in the entire world. Um, I tested the audio. I don't believe you can hear it. And he keeps stopping and going. And if I focus on it any longer and keep practicing ASMR on this microphone any longer, I might actually need to be admitted to a psych ward. And that is already something that has always been on my horizon. And I'm not ready for it to happen before the end of 2019. So here we are. Really quickly before we jump into talking about more things that don't matter. I'm doing a little um, custom jewelry piece because, you know, I get like PR emails and stuff. And I found this really cool one that has like Roman numeral numbers on it. I'll link it once I get it on Instagram. I was like, you know, as you guys know, like Cameron and I don't really have an anniversary because we were friends and then he took forever to ask me to be his girlfriend and then we never really remembered the date. And I'm always like, listen, I had to put up with you like not being able to admit that I was your girlfriend for a few months. So I like to pretend that our anniversary is in December when we first um, crossed the friendship line, a.k.a. slept in bed together and did adult things. Um, So I thought it would be really funny to put on this ring that night. So I went back in my calendar, mother effer. Now I'm in, oh, here we go. December 2016. And that would be the 29th because on my Google calendar, it said I had a flight on the 30th, which means that we, oh wait, hold on. No, no, no. Okay. December 16th. I was wondering why I had a sugar wax and a soul cycle the next day as if I would ever do that when I'm home for the holidays. So basically December 15th, 2016 is when Cameron and I banged. Oh my God. I think his family listens to this. Um, it was passionate. It was lovely. It was very mature. It was safe. And, um, it's fine. It's fine. We're, we're going to, we're going to spend the rest of our lives together. So I think, I, th- I don't think it was a mistake, but as I went in this calendar, I'm looking at my little, what I used to, what I was up to three years ago. And Oh boy, oh boy, is it funny. I have a um, workout with MacFit, which um, I suddenly realized he's great personal trainer in LA. However, um, I could not do that because I have no ass and all he wanted to make me do was squats. Couldn't do that. I see a YSL beauty launch that I obviously had way too much social anxiety to go to. Didn't go to that. Um, Let's see what else I had. 
oh, I was meeting with managers at the time. I was also shooting Betch, which is a sketch show. You can actually now download it anywhere. Amazon Prime, whatever you want. It's really funny, actually. And uh, I think I was going to Sundance. Yep, I, w- I went to Sundance that year. This is exactly it. And I had a meeting with Dr. Sharon, who used to be my psychiatrist, who evidently saved my life and put me on um, Cymbalta. And then all of a sudden, like a year later, this bitch decides to stop emailing me and like ethically and morally I don't think that's like legal or correct and like she put me on medication and then literally ghosted me so I was already thinking like oh my god time flies when you're mentally unstable because all of a sudden I have a psychiatrist appointment on Friday to get you know kind of check in with myself since I've been pretty much just having my gyno refill my prescriptions because I don't want to go off the rocker. And here it is, mother effing January 31st, 2017, a meeting with Dr. Sharon, who I truly hope is still alive because that is the only reason I can think that she never emailed me back after I followed up with her multiple times. I mean, she was pretty old, so I'm sure. Okay, let's all just pray for Sharon. Let's pray for Sharon. Um, oh my God, I was, this is so weird. I was just thinking about how I went to a Rebecca Minkoff fashion show and there it is on my calendar, January 4th, 2017. Um, then I have a, a Tommy Hilfiger fashion show that Greg Salkin took us to. Then I was shooting for Betch. Like, look at me go. I had so much going on and I was just really hustling at this time in my life. What happened? Truly what happened? But this is definitely when I started dating Cameron. Um, because all of these things I remember also being dating him during the time. So as much as he thinks we didn't start dating till February, I'm getting a motherfucking gold ring that says we started dating December 16th. And he will be celebrating two anniversaries every year for the rest of his life. Hi guys, how are you doing? Oh my God. Welcome back to another episode of Mood with Lauren Elizabeth. I'm clearly Lauren Elizabeth because if you missed the four seconds of the intro, but you listen to me talk, you obviously know I'm way too psychotic to be anyone else it's me hi um I keep wanting to say hi how are ya sorry that was really bad um <clears throat> hi how are ya I know every time I say that on Instagram or something everyone's like you sound like Jeffree Star and it's like do you not realize that that's the point like it's a direct kind of like quote grab like I want you to read it in your head like that it's I'm not I'm not pretending I don't know that like that is like quite literally the actual point oh my god I had a meeting with a really big casting director on March 6th and she told me I was so so funny and had such a big busting career in Hollywood and look at me now don't even act anymore that's fabulous hate it hate this industry Love it though. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Gotta lo- gotta love it. Gotta hustle. Okay, guys, what is the mood today? What's going on? This is why I can't sit in front of my computer while I do this. I have ADHD up the wazoo. Another thing I'm not medicated for because I don't do enough with my life to need a stimulant. I there's not enough. Like I just I need to you know I need to be able to be my own person. So enough about um, me really just revealing all of my deepest darkest issues. You know this week's mood is. I think like weird and not even I already pre thought of that before I started acting insane just like weird in a sense of I have this like visual thing in my head when I see like things on my calendar and all I can picture is like a few days left of this like week because I look at weeks in like five days because 
I obviously end up working on the weekends since like I work 24 hours a day like I'm my own boss so it's not like I have to go into an office so I end up working every single day but I still look at it in those five days of like when I have deadlines and due dates and stuff so I'm looking at the calendar and I see like a couple more days left of this week then I have five days next week and then I go home again I literally just got back like 24 hours ago and now I already have to go home again and then once I get home I'm gonna be there for like two weeks it's gonna be relaxing for a little bit and then all of a sudden it's gonna be Christmas then all of a sudden I'm gonna be coming home and then it's a new year and then it's like oh my god all these things I'm stressed out about all of a sudden I have to have resolutions and I have to like figure out what the hell I'm going to accomplish in 2020 because when you're like in this entrepreneurial setting of social media it's not like oh yeah just another year back at work let me set some personal goals it's like if I'm not accomplishing things and posting them to my freaking story like everyone else like I'm irrelevant and no one cares and like what am what am I doing like and I feel like that didn't even come out right it's more of a sense of like Yes, you can have a great day at work and like call your peeps about it. But it's like when I do something great, I have to post it. So then if I'm not doing anything great, I'm not posting anything. And then I'm just a a fucking flop, you know, like I'm not trying to flop. And so it's like, what the hell am I going to accomplish in 2020? Do I just keep grinding at a steadily rate or do I do something crazy? Um, I don't really know yet. I don't know what I'm capable of. I my therapist told me last night that that it's okay where I'm at right now because I was in survival mode for so long when I moved here and I was just working 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 and I got so burnt out after working nonstop for five years straight at such a young age like I didn't even have friends for the first like two years I lived in LA I had like a few friends but it wasn't like a normal friends you know it wasn't like oh I have people to go out to dinner with I have to go to an event here the first year I legitimately didn't have friends I just had friends at work work that I hung out with at work and then I started making more and more friends but it's not like I really had a social life until I did go to this partake in this thing called Wasted Wednesday Wasted Wednesdays for um, a few months which was interesting Ariana Grande was there one time very very interesting factoid there um, we there was these things called Wasted Wednesdays at the Janoskian's house if you've been watching YouTube for a while you probably know who they were they were like this Australian boy group but they weren't musicians I mean I think they tried one time but they were this Australian boy group called the Janoskians and they uploaded like prank videos and stuff they were very funny very cute and one of them dated Ariana Grande so she would be at these like parties on Wednesdays with that like ponytail like the whole thing over the knee boots whole shabbat shalom i say that instead of shebang um not sure why i'm just trying to relate to my boyfriend more and so yeah i met her once and that we chatted and she was normal and it was fine but it was a very weird time in my life to be going to that thing every wednesday how did i get on this topic oh flopping i mean speaking of it's like where are the genosians like you know it's like I, are they happy I'm sure they're doing happy doing happy doing well and happy but it's like you don't see anything on social media so it's like you just forget about them you know what I mean like all I have to remember them with is like drunken blurry memories from when I was 19 years old and I'm like so glad that I'm 25 now and don't have to deal with that you know what I mean so I'm just like in this mood where I feel really weird but at the same time like I'm not having a mental breakdown quite yet so I feel weird but I feel also just like uh, just like just like happy you know just like executing what's another x word um exuberant and executing nope um weird but executing psycho but executing I don't know like I I really don't know who I am what I'm doing what my purpose is but that I think is like you know what you're supposed to feel like in like your 20s and I feel like everyone thinks I have everything figured out all the time and this podcast is going to be a big 
big fat door into the reality of what goes on inside my brain, which is either a very, very good thing or a very bad thing. Obviously the latter. I went home for Thanksgiving with my family and it was such a delight. It honestly flew by so quick. I mean, my grandma is just the cutest fucking thing on the entire planet. If you don't follow me on YouTube and like for a while, because I used to film with my family all the time, but goddamn, is my grandma cute. I tried to explain to her how to listen to this podcast and I'm not really sure it's stuck. I mean, I did a full visual tutorial and she still does not understand that there's no visual element to it so I kept trying to explain to her that you just like listen to it while you do things and she's like yeah but what if I do want to watch it I'm like no 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 like there's actually nothing to watch so cute so tiny we call her crumb cake because she's the size of a little crumb so she is the cutie crumb extraordinaire and we stayed with my grandparents for like two nights did Thanksgiving it's I was thinking I was like you know I really really wish that I could just tell some funny stories about um, my family like I don't know the fact that I woke up on Saturday morning to half of my mom's condo covered in vomit Um, but I'm not gonna throw anyone under the bus here you know like that's not what this podcast is about I'm gonna throw myself under the bus and myself only and most of the things my family just does are just so inappropriate and I love them but it's like mm, probably shouldn't be putting it on the Apple podcast store you know, trying to keep everyone safe and happy. But we did have a very, very thankful and grateful Thanksgiving. Very anticlimactic. Usually we have tons of family drama. Like we have had some of the most dramatic Christmases, Thanksgivings ever. Like one time I think my grand or my uncle like physically left Christmas and all the cousins hid in one room and he like walked down the street. My, like they went in a car to go find him because he was so mad. He walked out of Thanksgiving. Very traumatizing at a young age, I will say. But nonetheless makes you who you are today you know so it's like do I want to raise my kids in a normal environment or will they be pussies because like I turned out fine but obviously my family's insane so it's like how do you really meet in the middle you know like that's a topic for another day because I'm not quite there yet not trying to pop any babies out if you feel me I did think I do think I had an ovarian cyst the other week though so um things are moving and grooving in there which is always good besides being with my family I saw my best girlfriends when I was home I saw them in um chapters because there was chapter one and chapter two and chapter one I woke up on Friday and I made a plan with my friends I was like okay there's seven of us two out of seven so three out of seven including myself are available and my family is getting blacked out tonight they have this thing called blackout Friday or something instead of black Friday where they go out and they get hammered and they like go clubbing and stuff which like sounds fun in retrospect but um when it's your family and like it happens every year it's just kind of like less enticing so I was just like listen like I don't want to do that like I don't need to get blacked out I don't I don't need to rip shots um I already know I'm an incredible dancer I don't need to prove that to anyone so I'm gonna hang out with my girlfriends because I also rarely see them too I see them a few times a year I get FOMO they hang out all the time all my best friends live in the city so I lied to my family that um that all of them were only free on Friday night when I knew full well only two of them were free but I was willing to do anything to get out of this dinner and um debauchery after so I lied to my family and I was like you know what I I gotta see them I gotta meet Jenna's new dog and they were like okay that's fine I mean they weren't very upset I think they're used to me kind of ditching them at this point even though like they do love me like way too much they they surprisingly didn't care and so then I went and we watched some Christmas movies on Netflix at my friend Kathleen's house and boy oh boy was it just exactly what I needed to get in the Christmas spirit because 
not only did we watch Christmas movies, we watched actually the worst Christmas movie. Who was I just talking to that said they liked this movie? Someone literally just said it. Oh, my other friend when I saw her the next night. She was like, oh my God, I love that movie. Holiday in the Wild, starring Rob Lowe and Charlotte from Sex and the City, is quite literally the worst movie that has that i've ever seen and that is coming from someone with shitty taste in television i love a bad flick i love a bad rom-com give me anything sign me up i'm there i'll watch anything you know what i mean do you know how excited i am that the new prismic christmas princess um christmas movie is coming out which i'll get to in a second because i have very strong feelings about that but i'll watch anything so in a holiday in the wild was our only option we were like you know what fuck it like let's do it and we have never laughed so hard just ripping this movie a new asshole it was quite literally the worst movie ever there was no chemistry between them in a sense of his character like the shtick got old it was like he was like cool guy he was like oh yeah like i don't know if you're gonna want to do that walk away stop fucking walking away like you're 45 there's no time for these games either sleep together give her a kiss tell her you like her take her on a date or like get out like get out of here like what are you doing and then her character was just like so stupid it was like eat pray love meets like of no chemistry romance movie meets oh here's a spoiler alert it has nothing to do with fucking christmas you bet your bottom dollar holiday in the wild has no holiday spirit i saw a glimpse of garland there was probably two scenes where they were decorating for the holidays and every time i was like guys 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 look 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 but besides that had quite literally nothing to do with christmas holiday in the wild more like holiday in the wild because we can't fucking find it it doesn't exist and i'm not going to go on a safari to find it i'm going to make the christmas spirit happen in my own home okay this movie was literally about elephants it was not about her and rob Lowe. it was about her and the fucking elephant and we predicted we predicted every single part of the movie i've never laughed so hard in my life because this movie was such a goddamn waste of time the only thing that makes it better is when you have funny friends and you just rip it apart which is another reason i do love shitty television but this was quite literally so shitty that usually it's you feel a little bit something of like oh i know this is bad but he he i'm liking it like with let it snow bad movie but like a good bad movie like obviously it's not winning any oscars but like 10 out of 10 would recommend holiday in the wild how did it get made i don't want to know i don't care and that's why i don't act anymore because it's just it's just i don't understand so obviously i've watched the christmas prince a royal wedding and now we have the royal baby i just i don't understand why um every new movie that comes out she looks like she's aged like 10 years in a way of like it's not her fault i think it's the makeup artist i think i've mentioned this before but it's very very upsetting how tired she looks like the dark circles under her eyes get that nars creamy concealer and custard it will work wonders whoever the makeup artist on this film is i i appreciate what you're doing i respect the hustle but please like we we need to like quit the smoky eye and the under eye circles like it's just too much for me and i'm not gonna go off about it because i don't want to be mean but that's all i'm gonna say okay okay kids speaking of christmas really quick this episode is brought to you by vistaprint which i'm super excited about because i always used to use the morning toast girls code um because i'm a big vistaprint order i don't know if you guys know this but i'm a businesswoman and i'm also a thoughtful woman so i love gift giving and i love pimping myself out i had business cards um when i was 17 years old so 
suck on that my mom made me make business cards she was chris jenner before we even knew what chris jenner was and here i am today so get yourself a business card but specifically what i wanted to tell you guys about is that with vistaprint this year you can also do your holiday cards last minute and i'm someone who actually loves a holiday card because i have dogs and i'm convinced that i have a family like i do stockings i do the whole thing and i love like making things online i do like all my graphics by myself and everything and you can like really have fun with vistaprint so i always make really cool stuff Obviously, I do all my like Lauren Elizabeth Inc. stuff, all my XLE the label stuff on Vistaprint. But when it comes to the holidays, you can also make really, really great gifts and holiday cards, stuff that you'll hang on the fridge, put on the mantle, and that's stuff that you can have forever. Because in you know, in this digital age, let's print some things, okay? You can still tangibly touch things. And honestly, the iCloud gets really confusing. And if you send me a digital Christmas card, I'm gonna lose it. Mail it to my house, all right? You can spread more joy with custom holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. No matter where you'll be during your time off, whether it's skiing, hanging out at beaches, or settling in at home with your loved one, nothing says happy holidays like custom cards. But guess what? It doesn't actually have to take much time at all. All you have to do to create a holiday card is pick a shape like a square, rounded corners, folded flat, choose one of their designs. They have everything from fun and festive to gorgeous and eye-catching like myself. Then all you do is upload a shot right from your phone, put your picture on it, figure out how many you need, and order them with time to spare and watch Christmas movies. Uh, do you need some more convincing? There's hundreds of card designs. There's timeless classics to fun new trends. Vistaprint also has custom calendars for gifts that keep giving all year round. I will be making one with my dog's faces for everyone in my family. All custom cards and calendars are up to 50% off right now. You can also upload your favorite photos right from your phone and save on mugs, canvases, and other photo gifts. This is what I'm talking about, you guys. Personalization is key. So this season, make more merry at vistaprint.com with up to 50% off holiday cards and photo calendars, plus great deals on photo gifts at vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code MOOD50. That's vistaprint.com, promo code MOOD50. Offer expires January 5th, so stock up now. I'm actually like gonna use my own code. Like this is not a drill. I'm going to use my own code. So basically, um, after watching Christmas movies at home, the next day I woke up and I said, oh my God, like so crazy. Um, I totally realized that while my iCloud was restoring, my friends uh, changed the plan and only half of only half of them were available last night. So, so crazy. Um, I have to go hang out with my friends again. Um, really worked. I'm pretty sure my mom listens to this podcast. Hi, mommy. I'm so excited to see you in just a couple of weeks and snuggle. Thank you for making me pasta while I was home. So I just really got away with it. I got to see my friends both times. My girlfriend got a new dog. So freaking cute. Love that for her. Her and her boyfriend just moved in together and got a dog. It's like, she's really like doing it. You know what I mean? Like she's doing the damn thing. Like, yes, Cameron and I have been dating for a long time, but like I own the dogs. I own the house like and I'm not mad about that like strong independent woman don't need no man but like I do need Cameron but I'm just saying like her and her boyfriend are like really like doing it and I'm really proud of them and happy for them so keep the faith kids keep the faith you will find a man that will get a really cute Bernadoodle with you I promise then basically we left on Sunday and we went back to the airport my brother and I flew together and we were delayed by two hours and the outlets weren't working quite literally setting me up for failure I've been binging blacklist and to the point where my family was getting mad at me my brother will not stop walking into the room just telling me how shitty taste in television that I have like he won't stop like going on these rants about like how horrible of taste I have in television and I'm just like can you leave me the fuck alone also this show has been on for six seasons I'm clearly not the only one that likes it you're so annoying get out of my room 
and he just like won't stop he was like get off your ipad like watch something with us i was like i live with you i don't need to watch something with you right now i'm relaxing on my vacation watching the blacklist and i love it like i literally can't stop watching it and i was so excited to just have the whole flight to watch the blacklist and then the outlets didn't work we were delayed and i will say the ipad battery lasts very fabulously my dogs are always out of control as everyone knows their new thing is barking out the window at people that are on the sidewalk and so i just went downstairs to put the gate in front of the window because I'm sheltering them from the outside world. I wish they had Stockholm syndrome, but I think they have cabin fever. My house literally just got cleaned and there was pee on the couch. So that was really fun if you were wondering. Plane ride sucked. Nicest gentleman sat next to me. He was probably like a year older than me and he was just so goddamn sweet. I loved him so much. And I really milked the battery percentage of my iPad until it wore out. And it lasted honestly like three, I think it lasted four hours on 20%, which is quite literally amazing for an Apple product. Then we land at the airport. LAX has this new Uber system or like rideshare system. And I was like, okay, I could call black car. It's going to be like $20 more expensive, but it said it had a 20 minute wait. And I was like, you know what, before we like spend the extra money, we don't even know what it's like. Everyone's been complaining about it. Like, let's just do it. And like my brother and I, like when we get into these situations, we kind of just like laugh about it. Like it's never really like stressful. We kind of just like literally when we were leaving Thanksgiving morning or not Thanksgiving morning, when we were leaving to go home for Thanksgiving, I like woke up really early to drop the dogs off at daycare. And I was like mustering around the house and it was like really quiet. And I was like, oh, you know, like he's just having a quiet morning, even though he's so obnoxious, I should have known. And I like come downstairs, like we were supposed to leave at 10. It's like 10 on the dot. And I'm like, Hudson, Hudson. And I literally hear him get up out of bed. I'm like did you just wake up and he's like yeah he's like it's okay just give me five minutes and I was like oh my god like we have to leave like this is the busiest travel day of the year like let's go and he goes okay yeah yeah yeah. but like uh do you have that like little like suitcase thing still and I was like you haven't even packed yet he literally packed at the time we were supposed to be in an uber yet it's not stressful to me I don't know why I think it's just like the way we like our energies since we're related it's just like it is like you I don't know I don't really get mad at him and so he's making espresso he's got the amazon alexa on he's packing his suitcase and he was ready to go in six minutes I'll give him that and so it's like I just can't really get mad at him about that stuff he got in the car and he's like you know what I did in six minutes I packed I made coffee yeah I did those three things do you want to know what the third one is I had fun I was like that's so great I'm so glad but if we miss this flight it's I'm gonna kill you and so we were like you know what fuck it let's go to the LAX new ride share system and if you didn't get the opportunity to go to fire festival and you would like to experience something similar I 10 out of 10 would recommend doing the new ride share system at LAX because it literally I was getting PTSD of Coachella like this is why I hate going to festivals because of like the Uber thing. Luckily, I specifically pick friends that get private cars to these festivals now so I don't have to deal with these things. I guess they have good personalities too, whatever, but like they have the cars, you know? It literally just looked like a festival, like the tents, the lines. I was like, we are never getting out of here. And we were just going on and on. I'm pretty sure like we're those people that everyone around us is probably eavesdropping on because we're so ridiculous. And we were just making fun of everything and just making fun of the whole system. Hudson was like, I've never understood why people get so passionate about things and like go into politics. But like I'm writing a letter. I think I'm running for 2020 because someone's got to fix LAX. Like this is the shittiest system ever. It was, but we honestly ended up getting home pretty well. And then the Uber driver was just honestly, we were so hyped up and we were just chatting with the Uber driver the whole time and he was uh, loving us I got out of the uber and I was like I think that guy like wanted to come inside for like a drink like he was really having a good time with us in the uber I think we made his day we also 
still convinced him to go to McDonald's, which is really what I wanted to do after the airport, but it got too late and I started getting nauseous and I went to bed. I digress. That's kind of my mood that's going on. If you can't tell, it's a little over the place. The holidays make me crazy. My family makes me crazy. I love them. I love the holidays, but it just drives me nuts. And I think that's okay. You know, like I think that's what this time of year is all about as much as it is about my chai tea latte addiction right now. My Christmas tree, my stockings are up. Michael Buble is consistently on my speaker. But besides that, like I'm going insane. You know what I mean? So it's like a lot of like masked psychoticness is happening right now. And I'm okay with that. I like really, I really like where I am in my life right now. I feel good. Speaking of the blacklist, that's actually one of my current obsessions for this week because I don't know if like I'm really late to the party or maybe you just like never thought of putting it on, but I got my best friend to start watching it too after I left after the Christmas movies. She started it and she is literally, I think, already on season two after like two days and I'm on season four right now and there's like 22 episodes in a season. So it's just like binge worthy content and it is so goddamn good. I'm so obsessed with the show. I'm so glad that I'm not watching it with anyone and I could watch it and binge it at a psychotic pace by myself I stayed up till four o'clock in the morning watching blacklist I I just highly recommend it if you're like someone that watches like action stuff and you like getting like really sucked in like I haven't even watched law and order in like two weeks because I've been so into the show I actually haven't even watched 90 day fiance um I have been keeping up with the housewives basically Dallas I actually haven't even watched New Jersey you guys just know I'm so obsessed with Stephanie Holman like there's nothing that will get in the way of me watching Dallas so I have watched Dallas last week's episode was absolutely so frustrating because deandra and carrie carrie really pissed me off she's driving me absolutely nuts i really don't like her i think that she came on the show and i just think she thinks she's hot shit and wants to stir the pot and it's like yes i understand that like that is what we need and that is what is the point but like just like ugh, like ugh, ah, i just i can't stand her i don't like uh, mm-hmm. i just don't like her i don't like what she's doing i like she wouldn't shut up and it's like have some comedic timing like if you're gonna make fun of someone like let's do it in a smart way like you're just being annoying and you won't drop the like you're beating a dead horse if you're gonna make a joke let's get creative all right let's have some comedic timing you're just being annoying and you're hurting someone's feelings all right if I'm gonna make a joke that hurts your feelings I'm gonna do it so eloquently you're gonna barely realize that I'm making fun of you okay so Carrie whatever your name is stop it stop it right now you pissed me off. You pissed me off last week. You pissed me off this week. I don't need any more of it. Deandra, you clearly have a drinking problem. And I'm sorry, but I'm very passionate about people getting help with their drinking problems. I think alcohol is a very fun thing to drink, but if you have a problem with it, it's not fun anymore. And you're embarrassing yourself on national television and you're being really mean to Leanne and you're just, you're on the wrong side of history right now. And I can't stand with you right now. That's all I'm going to say. I'm very, I'm very much looking forward to this week because also like Leanne's been pissing me off all season because of all this whole dramatic, like childhood trauma. It's like, that is my biggest pet peeve. Like that's how I felt. We acted like in high school of like, Oh, your parents got divorced. Well, my parents have been divorced for longer. I was always like, my parents have been divorced twice since second grade and I literally could give a flying fuck so like don't hold your trauma against other people's trauma everything is relative if I punched a baby in the face it would probably fucking really do like it would really hurt the baby it might break a bone but if I punched a big man in the face it's not gonna hurt pain is relative same punch people feel it differently okay I'm talking baby and John Cena if I punch a baby baby's gonna cry if I punch John Cena he's gonna laugh 
it's all relative. So stop comparing your trauma to other people and also stop holding on to it. And not that I'm saying I'm agreeing with Carrie. I'm just saying that like Leanne like really needs like it's the same thing beating a dead horse. Like, come on. But besides that, I haven't been watching 90 Day Fiance. I just started it before this episode, but then I realized I have to go to dinner and I just honestly was like, this is making me so sad. And I know that I'm always someone that's like, do not get emotionally involved with 90 Day Fiance. You must laugh at it. But like this goddamn woman, this goddamn beekeeper, like she's just it's it's getting a little sad. I know I talked shit about her two weeks ago, but now it's getting sad. She's trying to kiss him. She's trying to talk sexy. She's trying to beekeep. And then this guy is like, she's not even a good beekeeper. And it's like, oh my God, you're really going to take her bees away from her too? You took away communicating with her in the English language. You took away like her self-esteem. Well, I don't think she even had it to begin with, but she had the bees. She had the bees and you're taking them away. You're telling her she's not a good beekeeper. But he did say, he was like, I'm going to make her the best beekeeper beekeeper ever and I was like oh my god that is so goddamn cute like you keep those bees together and you keep yourselves together okay but honestly all I can watch is blacklist I think it's amazing I think it's the best show and last year when I got the opportunity to work at the people's choice awards which I did not get asked back to question mark it's fine I was at the E People's Choice Awards last year and I ran into a friend of mine that is a model and she was dating this guy and she was like, oh, this is whatever, Ryan, whatever. And I was like, oh yeah, what's up? And like in my mind, I was like, oh, like that's that guy from that, you know, doctor show that looks like shit. And then I was just like, oh, whatever. Okay. Guy from an an NBC, ABC show. And then you know what? Lo and behold, a couple a year goes by and all of a sudden that guy that you met in the parking lot outside the people's choice awards is no longer that random doctor he's fucking tom keen okay he is tom fucking keen everybody like i can't believe that i just stood and had a conversation with tom keen and if you don't know who tom keen is it's the the main guy in the blacklist it's the it's ryan eggert or whatever He's also on New Amsterdam, but like I didn't care that he was on New Amsterdam and now I care that he's on blacklist and I could have gotten a selfie with him and fangirled over him, but I wasn't a fan until 12 months later. So I doubt they're still dating, but if I ever see that man again, I'm going to tell him this story and then I'm going to tell him to subscribe to this podcast, but it's just like, you never know who you meet. You never know when you're going to see them again. You never know who they're going to be. So just like be a fan of everyone and be nice to everyone and root for them because the next thing you know, they're going to be the face you see before you go to bed every night okay all right let's move on to some other current obsessions Whew, i am on fire am i even on fire though i've literally done nothing besides spend time with my family and watch the blacklist and have anxiety like that's like pretty much all that's going i think a really good accomplishment um is that i didn't cry in therapy this week i actually haven't cried in like a week i think so i don't know what's going on with me my therapist literally looked at me she's like is that a good thing and i was like i don't know is it isn't it supposed to be like hello I've been so hungry lately and I literally I've never ordered breakfast I literally said last week like if you order breakfast like if you postmates breakfast you know you're in a bad place and literally yesterday I postmated breakfast because I was so starving it was mostly because of like the flight delay and stuff I didn't eat dinner and I ordered a breakfast burrito and pancakes which like I, 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 I literally do not do um and I was starving and then I like didn't feel good I was like kind of nauseous and I was like oh my god like what if I'm pregnant I take birth control every single day like I'm clearly not but you know that's a woman's first thought it's like oh no am I fat or pregnant and then I was like wait but I haven't cried in seven days so like if I was pregnant the third symptom would be emotional and I 
apparently don't really feel anything right now so we're on the clear in that part but I haven't cried in a week which is like a really good update and that really has more to do with my mood it's not a current obsession because I'm really not obsessed with not crying I think I'm gonna throw on a few this is us tonight and really try to cry because if I don't cry watching this is us there's a 90% chance that there's a problem but maybe I'm just happy like is that like a thing like can people just actually be happy like I like I, I don't know like yeah I feel happiness sometimes but like happy for 24 hours straight what mm, never heard of her but honestly I don't really have that many current obsessions right now just because I've really been preparing for the holidays I've told you guys all about kind of my, like everything that I've been packing and cashmere and boots and slippers and like all this stuff and I've just I have accomplished buying all of those things I packed in all my pouches I actually got a new suitcase um that I'm going to pack with for the holidays and I got new Ugg boots I got new slippy slips I finally actually found kind of what I've been describing for a while which is like a nice flat slipper that's like not $900 and I found like I've always heard of Jenny Kane J-E-N-N-I Kane K-A-Y-N-E I've always heard of this brand but I never really knew like what it was I didn't know if it was home or like whatever and they have like a shoe section that is literally fucking incredible I saw it on my mom's Instagram feed it was like a sponsored post and I was like what's that and they were the cutest shoes I'd seen them on Aritzia but you know Aritzia doesn't you know sell shoes so they just put shoes on the model and I was like oh my god I'm obsessed with those shoes and then I found another pair so they're they're like these like flat kind of like fuzzy wearable slippers that are like high quality and shoes not just like house slippers and I was like oh my god I want them for $300 which like obviously is a lot but like I'm getting desperate here and my mom was like oh why can't you let me buy them for you for Christmas and I was like because I want them now mom I want a pony but I haven't bought them yet but just if you guys were looking for um a bougie slipper Jenny Kane for sure honestly the things that I'm like truly obsessed with right now are things that like I'm doing on my own aka tomorrow at 8 a.m pacific standard time at xle the label.com the new fall drop will be out and this is quite literally my best drop yet. If you're new to the podcast and like you don't really know anything about me besides that I'm insane, um, valid. That's like top of the list. But I also have a clothing line. I don't really talk about it on the podcast, but I've had it for over a year now. And it's kind of like one of my many full-time jobs and it's probably one that requires the most work so I get very excited when it actually comes to fruition because obviously I do all this work and then for you know a while we don't drop clothes but we sell out very very quickly and if you're interested in any capacity this drop is really really amazing it's like all neutral it's fall we have some great silk blouses we have a great sweater that's one of our best sellers in a new color two pairs of leather pants a really really great pair of white booties that have like a subtle like snake croc skin to them but like it's really fucking good quality quality and it's not overpriced at all I could easily raise the prices to like get it on like revolve and like other stuff like that but I like I don't believe in that like I get clothes all the time and I'm like how the fuck is this $200 so like I feel like my stuff could easily be $200 and it's not pretty much everything's under $100 and it's incredible quality so highly recommend if you go um, to the link in the bio of XLE there's actually a sign up link and you get access 60 minutes before and that's actually very important because things sell out really fast so then you'll have less people competing with on the website and you also get a discount code in your email for the first 60 minutes and I think that's cool and then also my Sonia Dakar box is like going so well I literally did my skincare routine every single night when I was home and thank the lord like I did not break out at all while I was home I got one pimple but nobody's perfect I gotta work it and the blemish buster 
fix that shit right up and it's such a great 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 um value and all my friends ordered it when i was home after the explaining to them everything about the brand and everything how i curated the box and they were all like fuck you're literally making me poor but like i need this like if my skin's gonna look like yours i'll buy it and they, they got a lot of free samples i think they're doing like a cyber monday thing so you'll get a lot of free samples with it but i'm honestly just like really obsessed with sonia dakar skincare and the new xle the label drop am i affiliated with those things uh, uh yeah but why would i be affiliated affiliated with things that i'm not obsessed with okay so it's like you can trust trust the process but yeah i mean like that's kind of like everything that i've been up to everything that i'm obsessed with aka nothing i'm just like trying to figure my life out if you can't tell i didn't really want to have a guest on this week just because i wanted to kind of like fire off like a loose cannon and here i am and i also wanted to get to some my mood i went through my whole inbox today of mood and i actually will say one girl emailed me back from the last um episode and she said that she actually took my advice and that it like worked out and she got closer closure and she feels so good and that she wouldn't have been able to get through it without my advice and i was like oh my god that's so scary i mean like i I understand that the point is that i'm giving you guys advice for you to utilize it but like holy shit she actually did it but it worked out it was amazing. She was thanking me. So then I emailed back and thanked her. Yes, it's me who reads through the emails. Damn, you guys got a lot of issues. But that's why I'm here. You know what I mean? I'm here to suppress my issues and help you with yours. Oh, I know what my current obsession is. It's the new Kindle. I got a package from Amazon because I somehow got on their PR list. And I started reading this book on the plane after my phone died or my iPad died. And I started reading it. And it's like, four women one of them is getting abused then someone gets murdered i'm like hello big little lies how did i not fucking figure this out before i bought the book so i was like i can't do this i can't do this i know how this story ends I, this is literally a knockoff of big little lies even though it, you know got re- good reviews and whatever i'm sure it's not the same but i just have a low like patience so i couldn't really get through it and i get this package from amazon and they sent me the new kindle it was so paper thin that i didn't even realize it was in the box and i opened it i was like what is this and i was like is this like a add-on for a kindle it was the whole goddamn thing then i'm like oh my god this is such a great gift like i'm so excited to have a kindle i'm gonna put it on one of my gift guides because if you didn't know all my gift guides are going live it's actually one of my top requested things every year it's the top requested thing throughout the year everyone fucking loves them i'm very good at curating if i do say so myself i mean what can i say i'm very good at shopping so i basically do all the hard work for you so you don't have to so i was adding the kindle and then i go on amazon and this thing is 340 fucking dollars and the other kindle is 40 dollars they sent me a $300 Kindle. I was like, hey, ooh, I guess I'm a Kindle person now because I like expensive things. Okay, sue me. And if you're telling me that this thing is $300 fucking dollars, uh, you bet I'm keeping it for myself and using it. Uh, yeah, I'm a Kindle girl now. So I just like, whenever I travel, I feel like, I'm always packing a bunch of books. I don't really know what I'm going to read. I, if I'm not interested right away, I, I have a very hard time finishing it. So I feel like that's a waste of money and a waste of space. So this new Kindle, it's called a Kindle Oasis. It's really fucking cool. I really, really like it a lot. I haven't read anything on it yet. I'm more just obsessed with the tangibility that I have it um, because that's my problem. Like I like I'll go buy a celery juice and I'm like, yes, I'm doing something to make myself skinny. But it's like, look at sitting there half drinking right next to me and I'm you know, I'm still craving a burrito. We're fine. But um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I feel like that's enough. Um, me explaining what's been going on, where I've been, um, making myself look more insane than you guys already think I am. I think that's good for the week. Um, the rest of this week is going to be filled with literally 
me preparing for the drop of XLE and doing gift guides, aka slaving away for you people and helping you get the best Christmas presents ever. It's actually very, very tedious work. And I'm staring at the template right now because I didn't finish the stuff that I was supposed to finish today. That's fine. That's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is about moods and being moody. And we are the moodies. So I went through all my emails, like I said, and I picked quite a few. So we'll see how many we get through. But like, I, I picked like a good variety. I, there was a lot of dating ones, I think, since I gave dating advice last time. And then I tried to pick a few more too. But I feel like everyone, every one of the emails like is a little bit different. I'm pretty excited. Before we jump into my mood, as I told you guys last week, I have a little exclusive offer for you guys with Purple mattress you guys know that i love my purple products i often have a hard time falling asleep at night because i can't stop watching blacklist and you know you got to get your head in that like perfect perfect and comfortable position to be able to watch tv and my boyfriend and i are very different sleepers he's very particular with his pillows i always have to turn on the fan and get him the right pillow and make sure he's cool well guess what a lot of our problems have been solved with purple mattress. I get a very, very stiff neck. Like I have a hunch. Cameron's afraid that I'm going to be a hunchback. So purple has really, really helped me with the quality of my sleep, which kind of carries over into the next day. Like if I get good sleep, here's a fun fact. If you get good sleep and I get good sleep, you have a good next day. Who would have thunk? It's like when people tell you to drink water. We all know we should be doing it, but then we don't. And then we're like, why does my head hurt? You know what I mean? So it's like, why do you not feel good in the morning? Because you don't have a purple mattress. If you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you got to try it. The founder of Purple are two brothers who have been developing cushioning technology for 30 years on things like medical beds and wheelchairs. In 2016, they finally decided to use their patented comfort technology to create Purple, the world's most scientific mattress. The Purple mattress is probably going to feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses this brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It's not like the memory phone you're used to. The Purple material feels unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time. And it's breathable, so it sleeps cool, so you don't wake up covered in your own sweat. You can get a 100-night risk-free trial, and if you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. Each is backed with a 10-year warranty, and you get free shippings and free returns. We're obsessed with our purple mattress and our purple pillows. It makes washing the blacklist easier. It makes going to bed easier. It makes my boyfriend happy. It makes me happy. And happy wife, happy life. And yes, I'm referring to Cameron as the wife because he gets priority. And now my listeners will get a free purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to all the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text MOOD to 84888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text MOOD to 84888. That's M-O-O-D to 84888. Messages and data rates may apply. Get it. Let's jump into some My Mood specials. I have quite a few written down. This first one is kind of going off the fact that clearly if it's um, news to you, hi, I have anxiety, I'm in therapy, and I've had a very very open journey about mental health um, over the internet over the past um, probably eight or not like eight years or no, not eight years, like six years. Um, I've been very open with a lot of my health issues and stuff like that because I think it's very important when you're putting yourself on, out online and you like things like fashion and beauty to remind people that you're a real person and that n- not everything is what it seems like with a flowy Instagram and that we're all just like real people, you know? So this one is, my mood is a bit stressed. I've been struggling with anxiety for a few years now and in 2019, it seemed to get really bad. I recently just opened up to some friends and family about the struggles I've been having in my own head and it feels pretty good to get some of that off my shoulders. I've been wanting to start therapy for close to a year but always chicken out and I have no clue where to 
start and find a therapist. Do you have any advice on searching for a therapist and getting over the fear of going? So I picked this question because I feel like I get stuff like this a lot, but I actually get these questions a lot in real life as well. I think there's such a stigma with mental health, obviously, and therapy, obviously. Um, One of the things I've even like told like some of my guy friends is to think of it as like a life coach. So that maybe like just using that term as opposed to therapist makes you feel like you're not like crippled in a way and that you don't have an issue that you're just like honestly like getting to talk to someone to get them to help you be the best version of yourself possible so I feel like there's such a negative connotation with therapy because a it makes you feel like there's something wrong with you that you need it but I feel like it should be I think it's something that is so amazing for everyone because we've all been through shit like it's the same thing that I was saying with trauma like we've all had shit in our lives and it's all relative it either affected you more than it would affect me or it affected you less or whatever but there's all things that we had to deal with and in order to be like the best partner and the best version of yourself and the best mom one day or whatever it is that you're striving for I think it's really really important to talk to someone and it's it's the only thing that has saved me I mean a lot of people know that um probably like four years ago I think it was um I was so crippled by my own anxiety that um I didn't sleep and I just like fully didn't function as a human and once I got better I was able to break up with someone that wasn't right for me and I was able to go on medicine and I really kind of like did a 180 in my life because I was in like a really 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 dark place and I've been in that place a few times in my life and I even had a really bad stigma with therapy because um when my parents got divorced I had to go to therapy and like as a kid who the fuck wants to do that like my mom would literally pick me up from school and lock the doors and then tell me we were going to therapy and I'd start like kicking and screaming I mean like clearly it was like a traumatic thing or whatever but I think when you're an adult like you realize okay like this is my life I'm in full control I think it's great that you recently opened up to friends and family about the struggles but you had to realize that like they're not your therapist like they're not responsible it's really good to have a support system but at the same time like you don't want to be a burden and also you want someone to talk to you with an unbiased and undivided attention and also someone that's like really educated because when I was having so much anxiety and I would like maybe open up to other people they'd be like oh like you're fine or like you're just stressed out or whatever and it was such a bad place that I was convincing myself of things in my head that were just like so far off and I went down such a far rabbit hole that getting the professional kind of just like what's the word getting the professional like assessment from someone who actually that you could trust as a professional so it's not like a friend giving you advice and you're like oh like maybe Susan's right it's like no like this is a doctor and they're literally telling you straight up this is anxiety and this is how it works and this is why you feel crazy you're like oh wait so it is just anxiety like these things actually aren't gonna happen like I'm just being insane and so it really saved my life in a sense of like rewiring like getting my brain back on the right chat track and thinking normally and the reason I like the thing that sucks is like usually you get to a really really dark place before you get to that point and that's what's happened the past two times I've gone to therapy there was even a point where I was feeling so good from therapy that I just stopped and I think whenever you feel like you can stop is like when you need to keep going even further and then you like reach like amazing amazing things and like sometimes when I go to therapy I'm like ah nothing really happened this week but like there's always something to talk about there's all whether it's big stress little stress whatever and so my recommendation for doing that is like you just have to know that like yes it's scary you're gonna have anxiety or stress or whatever it is getting yourself into it but it's not as bad as you think it's going to be and if you have a bad experience it's like it's like dating like honestly like if you and a therapist don't vibe like you don't have to feel bad you can just find another one every therapist will say like so at the end of our session like you can let me know like in a couple days if you want to come back or like da 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 and they don't take it personally like there's different therapists for everyone like some people have different spiritual values some people have just different rapport like you have to find someone that's right for you and so what I always say to my friends in real life is like listen 
let's get some recommendations of people that go to therapists that they like. You can also like if you have a friend that goes to a therapist, you can ask them like, hey, can you get any recommendations from your therapist? And so like, for instance, I was like, I asked my therapist for some recommendations for some friends. I actually got my therapist through a friend and it made me feel even better because I know that they liked her. And the time before that, that I found a therapist, I believe I found it through my insurance and that's kind of more of a vetting process. So there are those things and there also are like these apps now that I've been seeing kind of like ads and commercial for that I actually think are like a really, really great way because if you're not covered by insurance, that can get like give you even more anxiety and there are like these apps and these things that you know in 2019 we have all this technology and it's like why not just try it like why not get one of those apps where you can talk to someone and FaceTime or text or however you feel comfortable there's no right or wrong way to do therapy but if you feel like you need it it's clearly a sign that you do so I'd say just start start taking the steps of like I just want to talk to someone I'm just going to try it it's not a life sentence it's not a death sentence you already opened up to your friends and family but if you truly are in this place you need to talk to someone you need to get your mind back in the right place you need to feel normal you need to know that you are living with anxiety but that you can manage it and that it doesn't have to define you and cripple you in your day-to-day life and if that takes to therapy one day a week for an hour and you're the best version of yourself start taking those steps to figure out who that therapist is and how you're going to find them insurance friend recommendation family recommendation apps google there's so many ways that you can find a therapist and it's going to be so so worth it this one just says my mood is dot 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 I really, really would love advice for someone that already feels like the career is stuck and they can't do what they want. I think she's referring to herself. So she feels like her career is stuck and that they can't do what she wants. Do you have a suggestion of where I can look into slash what types of careers that can pay my stupid expensive rent, LOL, in the departments of lifestyle, entertainment, etc.? I don't know. I just need your big sister advice on someone who feels stuck at 23. Like, I would love to have my own blog, but how do I receive income, etc.? Thank you, Angel Pl- Sugar Plum. Thank you so much. I am an Angel Sugar Plum. <laughs> I picked this question because I thought, like, you know, I do get a lot of career questions and stuff, too, and... You know, the weird thing about what's going on in the world right now is every single industry is kind of shifting and changing. And I think something that's really important to remember is like when you're 23, you're more equipped to handle like kind of everything that's going on in the world than a lot of other people like with all these new social media things and all this new entertainment stuff like popping up and changing like I think you're young enough to be able to understand it and kind of like figure it out at the same time. Also, you have to remember that you're 23 and like you still are really, really young. Um, Obviously, you're not like 18 where it's like, oh, the world is your oyster. But like, hey, you're young. Like you're not 40. Like like you were at the age where you can walk in somewhere and be like, hey, I want to start. And they're gonna be like, oh, sweet. You're young and, you know, you're moldable. Like, let's do it. So I think you have to like really I always say like make a list, right? Like what do I have in my life? And what makes me happy, what I think I'm good at, what I enjoy doing, what I want to do more of, what of these things can make me money, right? So if you really love being on Instagram or you really love writing or you really love going to the store, like whatever it is, whatever these things are, let's write them out and kind of being like, okay, what what are possible jobs in these categories that I can make money from? And then also you have to like write out like what you're not good at. Like, are you not good at sitting at a desk all day? Like, are you not good at being in front of the camera? You want to be behind the behind the camera. Like there are so many jobs out there right now in the kind of like entertainment lifestyle, like that whole thing, just because everything is changing. It's a moving and a grooving. You just have to remember that like no success is going to happen overnight. So as long as you can figure out like those things that I said of like, 
what makes me happy? How do I make those things make me money? What do I want to make sure I'm not doing? And how am I going to get there? And if you want to start a blog, that is something that is a side hustle. Like if, if you don't have the means to pay your rent and start a blog, you're not going to start making money on a blog overnight. That's a side hustle. And if that's something you're passionate about, you start it because you're passionate about it. I always say to people that want to do YouTube or blogging or whatever, it's like if you're just doing it to make money, there's literally no point and there's no room for you. There's no room. No room. Yeah, we all have to make money, but something like blogging seems easy, but it's not at all. So if you don't have passion for it and it doesn't make you happy, you're wasting your own time. And I'm not saying that is what it is for you. I'm just saying it is something that you can put as a side hustle till you make enough money for it. Like I have a friend that, literally works in pharmaceuticals and her side hustle is Instagram just because she fucking loves fashion but she's not quitting her pharmacy job and also she you know she's expressed to me how hard it is because the industry is so saturated and I reminded her I'm like listen you didn't start this to be a millionaire you started it because you love fashion you wanted to share your clothes and you wanted to have an outlet and you do and people like it and you are growing slowly but surely and it makes you happy you love taking the photos you love putting together outfits and now you have a place to put it and then you get to go to work and you get to make a shit ton of money so it's like You can always have a side hustle, but if you're not quite sure what you really, really want to do in your career in general, what am I not liking about where I'm at and where do I see myself and how do I get there? A lot of entry level jobs are going to be assistant positions and coordinators and all that stuff, but you have to always look at the future of like, if I work for this person as an assistant, what can I learn and how can it take me to the next step? If I work at this company at this entry level position, do I see myself growing here over time or is this good enough on my resume to get me somewhere else in the same field? So it's really working smarter not harder and really kind of figuring out okay how is this setting me up for the next six months 12 months five years 10 years and you don't have to have all the answers like you can make minimal wage doing like tons of different things so try to figure out what you're doing and why you're doing it and figure out if there's at least some part of it that makes you happier you're on the right track I mean I know that's not like perfect advice but like when you're feeling this way because I feel this way a lot it always comes down to writing everything out what am I doing where am I making the most money how am I making the what is the hardest thing for me what do I need help with what what could I spend more time on what are the things that make me the happiest like I have to make these charts and write out everything like once a year to really check in with myself my business make sure I'm happy and make sure that I have goals for the next year and that I know that in five years these goals that I'm achieving this year are setting me up for success down the road you don't have to have everything figured out as long as you're being fucking smart you're having a good time and you're happy if you want to start a blog and you don't know how you're going to receive income go get a job and start a blog and then there's a whole nother recipe to making a blog successful I mean It takes like that creative touch. It takes your unique voice, sharing your unique story, promoting it on Instagram, connecting with other bloggers, going places and meeting people that, you know, maybe are doing a similar thing as you like becoming a part of these communities and networking and DMing people and not in a thirsty way, just in a genuine like you want to connect way and it's really figuring out like who you are, why you're doing it and connecting with like-minded people and just trying to grow it in your own individual way from there because everyone's different. And I think what makes people successful on the internet is when they're just authentically themselves and as shitty, like cheesy as that sounds, it's like, we all don't need to see a million girls in blazers, but it's like the ones that have those personalities or that we connect with or share with us. Like now it's like, damn, I love that girl in that fucking blazer, you know? And not talking about me. I actually had someone else's image in my mind. Queen Lauren. Ooh, that has a nice ring to it. Boyfriend who works from home and I have been dating for about a year and have been intimate. 
well, I would hope so, you're dating. We've known each other since we were little kids, friggin' cute, have always been friends, and have recently, almost a year ago, started dating. Oh, okay, I see. Both still live at home, and so far, I go to his house if I want to see him. He usually never willingly wants to get out if I have an event or something he can tag along with. Have you ever had this issue, and what should I do? Do you have any recommendations for me to get him more involved with my life? What's a healthy amount of time to see your boyfriend through the week? Have you ever experienced getting tired of Cameron, and how do you guys handle it in the healthiest dialogue possible? So I picked this one because what really stuck out to me was what's a healthy amount of time to see your boyfriend through the week? I think to her specific situation, you have to like really figure out like why he doesn't like leaving the house. Like is like Is he okay? you know what i mean does he have friends like what like when he does leave the house is he just not hanging out with you um because i think it's really really important to have quality time and you also have to remember it always goes back to the fucking love languages maybe your love language is quality time and his is more just like words of affirmation right and like you have to really communicate to him like hey time is really important to me and i love coming over to see you but i'm someone who really likes getting out there and it would mean a lot to me if like maybe once a week we could do like a date or you could kind of like accompany me to something it would make me feel feel really special right and when it comes down to like what's a healthy amount of time to see your boyfriend through the week if you're not living together I think obviously it's really easy to go through the honeymoon phase where you're like having sleepovers and you're seeing each other all the time um I'm not really sure if this girl specifically has ever gone through that but I think when Cameron and I started dating specifically we definitely went through the honeymoon phase of like he was probably sleeping over at least like five nights a week and now we've been dating for three years and we're both really, really busy people because we kind of like work on our own schedules and all this stuff. And we're so, so supportive of each other. And it was a big adjustment when I moved even closer to him. He would stop by kind of like during the day and like come steal a kiss and like whatever. But then we wouldn't have as many sleepovers. And it was really, really hard for me because I think I'm really, really big on quality time. I think what I do to communicate that to him is just like, listen, like I understand that like you've like stopped by and stuff, but like it's not the same like when we're not like sleeping together at night, like waking up with each other in the morning, like having that quality time before bed and just like really like one-on-one. And so I think that like it's you don't have to suffocate each other. I think there's nothing wrong with only seeing each other a few times a week if you're really, really busy. But you always have to make it a priority because if you're really never seeing each other like and you're not in a long distance relationship, like what's up, you know? And I think the biggest thing with my old relationship is that or my old relationship, my relationship before Cameron is I always felt like everything was on his terms. Like he also lived at home with his parents. Like he could only come over to me, but it was like he lived in the Valley. So he could only come over on the weekends. And then I didn't really see him during the week. So then when I started dating Cameron and we started seeing each other during the week, like it felt so much better to me. And it felt like I had a partner. And with my ex-boyfriend, it felt more like I just had this boyfriend that like I would just see when he was free, you know? And with Cameron, it was like, what are we doing? It wasn't, hey, what are you doing this weekend? With Cameron, it's, what are we doing this weekend? And even when it's not things together, we still plan our lives together. So it's like, okay, I have this dinner. I have this. Okay, we'll see each other, blah, blah, blah. It's like always an open conversation. And if like if I really need quality time, Cameron will always drop everything for me. But I love to give him space. He loves his guy friends. And I love my me time. And I love my girlfriends. So it's never something where I like overdo it because we love each other. We support each other. And there's no reason for me to be like, no, you have to sleep over if like, I can watch the blacklist and like he really doesn't need to sleep over but when it's gone like you know like three nights and I'm like okay you haven't slept over like what's the plan right so I think 
every relationship is different. I think there's people that are very codependent. There's people that are very dependent. So it's really checking in with yourself and making sure you like feel enough love and not really kind of comparing yourself to other people and just having that conversation of like, hey, like you never really go anywhere with me and you don't have to go everywhere with me. But like it would be really, really nice if like every once in a while, like you made the extra effort because it's something that's really important to me. And I think it would make our relationship stronger. And it can always be a healthy and positive conversation if you're coming from that place instead of being like this like you did this and this makes me feel like shit and like you suck you don't leave the house like what's your fucking problem like that's so different than being like hey like I would really like to spend more time with you and you're doing it for the sake of your relationship you're not just like shitting on someone you know this girl says so my boyfriend and I are freshmen in college and we're 800 miles away he just got diagnosed as bipolar so he gets really frustrated with me but then really happy I know his intentions and we've been together for four years how do I handle this when he's upset we only get to talk a little each day and I want to make the most of it Obviously, this is really hard. And the reason I picked this one is because I feel like a lot of people might not relate to being the one struggling with mental illness, but they might have someone in their life that they care about that does. And I think it's really hard when you're someone who doesn't experience the same mental issue to be able to help understand um, support and all that stuff. And you know, obviously when you're someone that's diagnosed with bipolar and you're getting really frustrated and then really happy, I mean, that's, you know, kind of hitting the nail on the head right there. But I think something that's really important is being able to have an open and healthy dialogue with each other. And I think a lot of times you take like your frustrations and your pain on people you love because they're the closest to you and it's the easiest target. And that becomes something that can like be very detrimental very fast and is very unfair to your partner. So there's a difference between him being frustrated with you and being frustrated. And he needs to figure out and needs to know how to manage that feeling because you are not a human punching bag but he does have an illness and as long as you are supportive and you are communicating to him that you want him to get help and you want him to get better and you want to support him through that yes of course you're not expecting him to be perfect but at the end of the day you do have to protect yourself as well and it's like listen I understand that you're frustrated. I understand that you have this thing that's going on with you and I'm here to help you. But after a certain amount of time, you can only get punched so many times, right? So it's like, what are you doing? If, if, if it's like, okay, you just got diagnosed, right? Like this medicine's clearly not working. It's like, how do you get to a place where he can manage it in your life and love you the way you deserve to be loved? And that's gonna take time and it's gonna take a process. But I think it's something that you can do in a much healthier way. You have to be able to communicate with him. You can't hold these feelings from him. And for instance, with me and Cameron, um, you know, he obviously has stresses and he gets a little bit of anxiety, but like nothing obviously on the level of stuff that I deal with in a sense of, you know, it's, it's something that I've struggled with for a very, very long time. It's not situational. It's something that I'm medicated for. And it was a very um, large learning process for him and an educational process for me to him. I was like, listen, like when I say I'm not feeling good, it's not like something's even like necessarily wrong. I'm anxious. And like when I have a panic attack, it like, or whatever it is, I'm like, I had to explain to him, I don't don't feel good and if I need you in these times or I'm acting like this in these times I need you to understand that and be able to help me in whatever way makes sense to me and for for me it's really just having someone be there for me right and not being hard on me and just being compassionate Cameron's really good at being there for me like if he can see that I'm in a really low place where I'm not thinking straight he's really compassionate he's really there for me but then at a certain point like he's like all right like let's figure this out like let's go like we got this and he's very supportive of like me being in therapy and he's very supportive of my mental health journey and all that stuff but that all comes down to like being able to to make sure 
sure you're staying on top of it because if I wasn't going to therapy and taking my meds like for instance like if I don't take my medication for like a week it starts getting out of my system and with the other like few weeks ago like two months ago I was like bawling hysterically crying to Cameron and I was like I don't know what's wrong I feel like shit like da 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 and then finally like an hour later I admitted I was like listen like I just realized it's been you know like a week since I take, took my medicine and he was like listen like you're an adult I love you and I'm here to support you but if you're not taking care of yourself like I can't take care of you you know you have to take this medicine this medicine helps you and if you're not helping yourself that's not fair to either of us he'll hold me responsible and he's there for me a part of my journey he's like you need to take this and you need to help yourself and like you need to do these things because they make you the best version of yourself and so when I am doing those things and I have a bad day it's not as much like oh you fucked up like what are you doing he's just like it's okay like we're gonna get through it and we're gonna talk about it you know what I mean so I think this is very new and fresh in your relationship and it's you know you have to be supportive and have that open line of communication but you have to really know that your triggers and his triggers and be able to communicate about them so that it's not something that ruins your relationship because even people with mental illness deserve to be loved and to be in a healthy relationship and he's not any different he just now knows what's kind of going on with him and I think you guys can get through it as long as you know he's not taking it out on you so this girl is speaking my language she said her mood is kind of weird same I have a Frenchie and sometimes I say no to different things to just stay home and cuddle her. I know it's so- I know how it sounds, but I'm a cancer. And now that I have this perfect cuddle buddy, I'm staying at home even more. Any suggestions and tips? Because I know you're a dog person with a cancer sign and also a bomb ass businesswoman. I thought you'd have some insights. Haha. So I totally get this. I fucking love my dogs. I love my couch and I love being a cancer. All right. So I always talk about how I never leave the house and it's all about balance in a way of like, if you want to fucking stay at home and you're not having FOMO, live your truth, live your best life. No one cares if you go to the party or not. The only person that's going to be affected by it is you. So as long as you're not being affected about it that Friday, stay in, have a fucking jolly old time. All right. But obviously don't turn into a goddamn hermit. All right. So it's like, it's really just taking it day by day and figuring out like, do I have to go anywhere? Am I being insane? Like for instance, I have a dinner tonight. I have so much shit to do. My house just got cleaned. All I want to do is snuggle with my dogs. But it's like, I fucking love these girls that I'm going to dinner with. We've never gone to dinner before. The food's bomb. And I cancel plans all the time. You know what? I don't need to cancel tonight. It's fine. It's one night. I'm going to go to dinner, force myself to get out of the house. And guess what? I'm going to get in the car and I'm going to be like, damn, I'm so glad I went. I had such a good time. I connected with people and like, they're such great girls. Like I already know, I already know what's going to happen. And so sometimes it's like when you push yourself, you get even more rewarded because you don't do it as much, but that's why it's balanced because you don't need to do that every day or else you're going to exhaust yourself. Right? So as long as you're like letting yourself go out you can be a homebody too. As long as you're making yourself go out sometimes, you can be a homebody. As long as you don't turn into a hermit. Don't feel guilty because you go on Instagram and see everyone out doing all these things. You don't know what they're fucking doing. You don't know if they're really happy. They might just be putting on a show because they want their Instagram to look cute. So don't compare yourself to other people. If it makes you happy being at home with your dog, fucking sit down with your dog and pour yourself a glass of wine, all right? But then go out every once in a while. And guess what? You can take your dog, especially if it's new. You have the opportunity to train it. I didn't do that. Now my dogs literally can't function in society. So I have been trying to give them Stockholm syndrome. Like the world is your oyster. And if that world is on your couch, so be it. This is one of my favorite boyfriend ones of the day. This is the first of two, I think. This one says, Lauren, help. My mood is, why am I like this? 
So I've been dating my current boyfriend for about a year. He's truly such a precious gem of a man and he treats me so amazing. I'm 25 and he is 28 and I can definitely see a future with him. We have conversations about moving in and marriage in the future, but I sometimes get little doubts in my head the past couple months, but there's no reasoning behind them. It's just like me being in my head thinking, how do I know if he's the one? Then last weekend, a past fling of mine that I used to be head over heels for came up to me. My boyfriend was not present and starts confessing his love for me. We didn't work out the first go around because timing and just wasn't right because timing just wasn't right. And we lived in different cities. He starts telling me how he's more mature now, ready to settle down. And he thinks of settling down. And he always thinks about me, etc. Invites me to go all of these events with him, throwing out all these things. I swear to God, I was speechless. But then this gave me an even bigger pit because I'm literally thinking about this other guy now. Then he sees me again, like two weeks later and does the same thing he was sober both times so I know he was being legit I think maybe I wanted to be in a relationship so bad that I felt the pressure and that I felt the pressure of getting older and thinking about when I will get married that I rushed into one and now I really really do love my boyfriend but it's a red flag to me that sometimes I get doubts and then even consider other guys that try to pursue me I'm also thinking the grass isn't always greener with someone else because this is all I've ever wanted in a relationship an amazing guy who will treat me right and love me with his whole heart but I don't know I need help bro, this is fucking hard because I see an argument to both sides. I'm always someone that's like, listen, if you think you're getting old, you rush into something and you're having doubts, like even if he's a good guy, like maybe he's not the one for you, right? First off, if you're in your head saying anything that starts with the word, what if, not the word, the words, if any thought of yours starts with what if, immediately stop. I think that what if statements are the worst kind of things you could put in your brain. It's what if this happens, but then what if this happens, but then what if, what if fucking no I don't give a shit about what if so if any of these statements are coming up in your head let's think more productively okay how do I know if he's the one what the fuck does that even mean the one like who fucking cares if I lived in Europe and never met Cameron I'm sure I'd find someone and fall in love with them too that doesn't mean that Cameron's not the one for me it's like the same thing with like timing like I think we could fall in love with multiple people we just happen to fall in love with the people that we fall in love with and yeah like we could have multiple soulmates or whatever fucking things you believe in but it's like you're with this guy now right and when you say the grass isn't always greener, I always refer back to my favorite quote of all time by the legendary Big Sean. The grass ain't always greener on the other side. It's green where you water it. So you have to really think, what fucking grass do I want to be watering? Do I really want to end this relationship that might end up in regret to go water someone else's grass? But think about it. Like if you go do that, will it be like best thing you ever did with your life or are you really just being in your head because you're getting cold feet about getting older like you might be overthinking your relationship now because you're like oh no like I I jumped into this too fast and now I am really getting married but it's all I ever wanted but like maybe it's not like are you really in a place where you want to go start over with this new person love is work I will never forget I went to a Catholic high school, so we had ethics, which was like basically Catholic ethics. And the answer to a test question was like fill in the blank. It was like love is blank. And the right answer was work because there's a difference between in love and love and love is work. Marriage you is literally full-time job every single day. Nothing is ever going to be easy. The grass is never going to be greener on the other side in a sense of there's not going to be work and that it's going to be effortless on the other side. There's always going to be that there. So which relationship do you want to put your full heart and work into because as long as you're watering it it's going to be green so we're getting super fucking metaphorical now but it's just like you have to really think like am I in love with this person do I want to spend the rest of my life with him what am I going to regret leaving this guy or not going and watering this guy's grass and by watering grass I mean putting your whole heart into a relationship and watering in a sexual way okay 
this is really fucking hard i'll give you that like this is really hard but at the same time don't be like super girly and like read into it and think of it as like a rom-com like try to just like be logical not getting anxious about it and stress about it and think about all these like rom-com scenarios of what could happen like think like logistically and like with your heart but also your head you know this is something that's very personal to you and think like oh am i just getting excited because it's being it's excited being pursued and it's excited thinking about a fairy tale or like are we really thinking about it you know what i mean okay this one i'm gonna like kind of sum up but basically this girl has been best friends with this guy for seven years and they didn't want to ruin their friendship, but he wasn't ready for a relationship because of where he was at in his life. And within a few weeks of that, they started doing some things together and mess around, but it would confuse her because he said he didn't want a relationship or anything. So we talked about it again and he said that they want, that he wanted to go to summer camp where he was going to be a counselor for two months over the summer to find himself. And I just want to stop right there. What the fuck? what the actual fuck go to summer camp to find yourself how old are you guys like and i'm not being a bitch like to you i'm just talking about this kid like go to summer camp to find yourself what what are you going to find yourself from being a camp counselor if you want to work with kids or not that's all i can really think of and i feel like camp counselors probably hook up so like this is sounding super sketchy to me summer camp what the fuck this girl throws him a surprise birthday party and he kissed me in front of his mother and the mom like ships them hardcore okay he was so grateful he was just saying how special she was and how much she meant to him And then he goes to camp because, you know, he's a human baby child. And while he was gone, he didn't have any service. But whenever he had Wi-Fi or went off the campgrounds, he made sure to contact me. She was the only one he really kept in touch with. Okay. So then he comes back. But then she goes to school. And then it's her birthday. And she spends the weekend at his place with friends to celebrate. They throw her a surprise party. And he kisses her in front of all of her friends. They slept together he was distant so the night i was leaving i asked him to talk and he told me that he wanted to stay on pause and he didn't find what he was looking for at camp fucking could have told you that and he still is not ready for anything so i guess that just makes us friends but then we talk every day and we still do a couple things together here's what you need to do not even reading the rest of this email you need to say stop fucking kissing me stop kissing her bro stop kissing her what are you doing you are going above and beyond for him you've communicated with him very clearly and nicely multiple times he says he has to find himself i mean the kid went to summer camp for god's sake what does that even mean and what is he searching for nugget and seller i know this is riveting but can you please calm down listen timing is everything but if you're gonna keep using the excuse of find yourself i'm over it he needs to stop kissing you if you really can't get rid of him in your life and you need him to be one of your best friends that's fine he's never allowed to kiss you again cut it off she's saying that deep down um she thinks he's the one for her and that's great but until he literally gets down on one knee and is like i found myself and like i'm ready to do this let's do the damn thing he's not fucking kissing you anymore you're done you are officially best friends until he professes his love for you and says he wants to date and potentially get married until then he's done stringing you along i don't care if you think he's the one there's no more fucking kissing no more surprise parties no more kissing you're done this was my this was my other favorite one her mood it says my mood is eye twitch lol so here it is my boyfriend of two years has a girl bff she's kind of like an annoying little sister in my mind they go on ski trips together musical festivals they visit each other and have sleepovers what she texts him constantly saying i love you you're my you're my life best friend i miss you like a bunch of yous you know i know this because i sneak through his phone when he's in the shower i swear i don't snoop his entire phone only her texts 
oof, girl, you got to This could have gone so much better if you didn't do that. What I love most is when she puts them together on his Insta story. Like, I get it. You're hanging out. Kind of sounds like he has two girlfriends. He knows I'm annoyed with the friendship, but tells me it's nothing and thinks the girl best friend just gets territorial. Okay, but come on. We've been dating for two years now. I trust him, but I'm just getting sick of this girl crossing boundaries. I don't trust her. Do I say something to her? Help. I don't want to be a control freak and really try to be calm and collected, but this chick has got to go. I figured you'd be the perfect person to seek advice from since Cameron's other lady friends. All right. If any girl was like saying like, I miss you. Like you're the love of my life. And like having sleepovers and like posting photos that look like couple photos. Like that's like a little much. You know what I mean? Like how do we know this girl doesn't really have a crush on him? Do we have to kill her? Like I don't know. Let's start an open line of communication with the boyfriend and stop looking through his phone. Because like, you know, everyone's different. Like some girls like just text really weird and say I love you. But this like all together like doesn't sound bueno to me. Um, I would start getting really annoyed because it seems like she's very interested and in just pretending she's not. The girls that my boyfriend is friends with are also my friends now so it's like how do you become friends with this girl like why why are you not friends with her too like why does she not hang out with you why are you not on her instagram why is she not texting you all the girls that are in my boyfriend's life like i'm homies with right so there's always inherently going to be jealousy you don't have to feel bad for being jealous one time cameron gave this girl a hug and it was so innocent and i was like why'd you hug her so tight because like <laughs> We're all psychos and we're allowed to be as long as we like say one psycho comment and then we shut it down. We go back to pretending we're cool, calm and collected and chill. I'm a cool girl. So I really think you have to be like, why am I never invited? Like, why does she not text me? Like, I'd love to hang out with you guys. Also, like, maybe we hang out together more in groups. And like, he's, why are you guys hanging out by the two of you the whole time? Maybe you're like, hey, like, you know, like, it's very clear. Like, she has a crush on you. I don't know how your boyfriend like communicates. But like, if he's like a jokester, like, why don't you just be like, oh, <laughs> Oh my god it's like so crazy like it really seems like she has a crush on you like wouldn't that be like so funny but if you can't pull that off like if you can't like if that's like way too obvious that you're like secretly actually being a bitch go the real communication route something you can do is like can you help me feel comfortable about this instead of i just feel like shit this is making me uncomfortable can you help me feel comfortable about this how can i feel good about this like i know it might sound crazy the instagrams the way she talks about you it just seems like a little bit much like i know i'm probably being crazy but can you just like help me feel better about this because it's just like a shitty feeling for any girl he'll like get a little defensive and then you'll be like listen i'm not trying to fight i know it sounds stupid but i'd rather be honest with you so that i don't want to feel this way and make you think that it's stupid than me not tell you anything i'm sure you guys are really close but like can you please just help me feel better about this because i just think think it's weird that she doesn't talk to me and she talks to you all the time like why can't we all be friends you know and then if all this goes south we're gonna kill them we're gonna kill them both i'm kidding oh my god i'm kidding like i don't want to get sued or like wanted by the fbi unless it was tom and elizabeth keen <laughs> okay so i know that i'm like not getting married anytime soon or like have ever been married or anything like that but you know i'm a girly girl i got i got friends i got, I got girlfriends and i have opinions so i'm gonna give you advice miss hi ellie my fiance and I have been together for five years and got engaged in January. Congratulations. We set my little sister up three years younger with one of my fiance's friends and they just got engaged two weeks ago and set their date for eight months before ours. I told her right after they got engaged that I prefer they waited so my fiance and I can have our wedding first. But she said she doesn't care and they're going to do what's best for them. My sister and I are like best friends. So I'm furious and she knows it. I need to know if I'm overreacting. Help. I feel like it's like code 101 
that you try to work accordingly with your family members and stuff on marriages. Like for instance, my one friend, she knows that she's going to be getting engaged next year. Her dad literally pulled her inside and said, Hey, like, listen, you don't have to wait for your brother to get married. They don't care. We don't care. Go ahead and like get proposed before the, or get proposed. See, I'm clearly not getting married anytime soon. Get engaged before the wedding. It's totally cool. You have our permission. Then she did it. She was never planning on doing it before that. Cause it's like, that is like some of the, the most special time in someone's life. Drama like this and like in consideration like this is just kind of like shitty and like ruins it, right? You and your sister are best friends and now you're furious and she knows it. Why the fuck is she not doing anything? Like if, the, if this is like a financial thing or like actually a logistical thing, oh, like his parents travel six months out of the year. This is the only time they're in the only time we can do it and blah, 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 blah. You need to figure out why they're actually getting married eight months before you. At least you have eight months in between. So like, you can let everything die down. I'm also someone that's very passionate about like letting some people get married before me so that I can learn from all of their mistakes. And I've been to a few weddings and it's really helping me now know what I want from my wedding. At least like, I guess good on you that like you get to have like the last like bang, you know what I mean? But I think that like her being completely inconsiderate of you and like you telling, asking her to do it and her just like totally disregarding it. If there's not like a greater reason, like what the fuck? Why you gotta be a big old bitch? Not cool at all. Also like- the way she's handling it is just making both of you getting married not fun at all. And you're supposed to be best friends. It should be very exciting. So you clearly need to talk to her and figure out what the fuck is going on and what bitch juice she drank when after she got engaged. Do you really just get engaged and turn into Bridezilla? Like, am I going to look back on this and be like, remember when I was calm? Because I'm barely even calm to begin with. I know I'm going to be Bridezilla, but like, I feel like I'm not going to be a fucking asshole to everyone. I don't know. I feel like if someone was like, hey, can you not get married before me? Unless there was like a legitimate logistical reason i'd be like yeah 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 like let's like let's do this together right obviously if it's like friends it's one thing but it's like it's your family so it just like makes a little not sense why she's doing this and you got to figure out where she bought the bitch juice why she drank it and when it wears off and you, you guys gotta move forward from this because you're ruining each other's weddings at this point i'm sorry for calling your sister a bitch okay last one is my mood is conflicted i'm in college enjoying my single life you could say i'm the epitome of a single bitch i enjoy my time with friends and i love going out and kissing boys who doesn't preach i recently met a guy at a frat party and we were vibing so we decided to go home together i was drunk definitely but so was he and i was still able to consent and he was understanding and we took it too and we took it slow ish so don't worry about that thank you girl anyways we had a really good time it was different from other sex i've had more eye contact more gentle i don't know but it was a little more personal we actually talked before during and after what a concept anyways i suck at being emotionally available and got scared about waking up next to him so i left after he fell asleep without saying anything i immediately regretted not even asking him for his number or anything what do i do do i try to contact him do i go back to his frat and hope to see him again should i even try to see him again because maybe it was just sex but why did it feel different my friend told me recently that any guy who was a one night stand with you is not the type of guy you want to date but don't we all just play this game help lauren okay so clearly your friend doesn't get a lot of dick because ooh, since when can you not date a guy that's had a one-night stand like you don't even like what if he's also having the same thought process in his head it's not like he hit and quit it you said he was a very nice boy he's allowed to have sex um and he doesn't even know that you're interested in yet so let's not jump to assumptions and let's not stereotype one night stands okay a lot of good relationships and probably nice children have come out of them so here's the thing you either had the best sex of your life or you and this guy just had a lot of chemistry and he was really good in bed and it made you feel romantic like maybe you just finally had sex with a sensual lover not a shitty college frat boy you know what i mean but since you felt this connection a lot of these times people are always like i met this guy on a flight and i have no way of getting in contact with him like bitch you know where you met him 
go down to the frat house and figure it out. I mean, this sounds like the most fun investigative work for any college girl. Like I would be having a field day with this. I'd be like, let's find him. Let's figure out who he is. And you can go as creepy and weird as you want with it, but you can totally go back to the frat. You can totally ask around. You can totally figure out and you don't have to get your hopes up, but at least you can be like, I just want to explore this. I want to know, are you just really good at having sex or should we like maybe get dinner? Maybe don't say that, but like, think that in your head like be like you know what i'm just gonna figure out if this guy is interested in me at all it's just the most sensual lover ever or if like maybe we should go on a date and i think you owe it to yourself to figure it out because if you guys had such a great time in bed let's go round two all right it's not a one night stand if you do it more than once i'm getting worked up i'm getting very worked up speaking of all this dating advice and all this love in the air One of my favorite things, and I always say that gift giving is not one of my top love languages, but the only exception is flowers. My boyfriend used to bring me flowers all the time, and sometimes he'll randomly do it, and I never have felt so loved in my life. I feel special. I feel like a princess, and I love flowers. I buy them for myself, but I truly love getting them. It's so special when I get flowers in the mail. It literally, like, literally makes my day, and I feel like it's the easiest thing to do for someone like you don't have to be like okay what do I get them I've already gotten them this flowers are always it sis always it which is why I'm so excited that books is a sponsor of this week's episode I just got my very own books I've actually been getting books for quite some time favorite flower companies I love delivering flowers to people I'm just like I love just doing like thoughtful things for other people and I'm not like saying that in a weird way like I genuinely just love like if something good happens I love sending people flowers I think it makes their day it makes them feel so special and with services like books it makes it literally so easy that I've been doing it forever no joke especially when something like books I feel like is like a cooler company too so it's like they like get it and their flowers are like way cuter and stuff so it like is even extra special and also I'm like the busiest person in the world so like I don't have time to go drive over flowers to someone and books hello sign me up go make me look good to someone else you know what I mean I love books so much and they have some great cyber monday deals going on now books is short for bouquets obviously spelled b-o-u-q-s I had to read that really slowly because I can't read or spell what the books has holiday wreaths fresh flowers plants and gifts you bet your bottom dollar i'm going to be getting myself a holiday wreath with whatever this code is about to be i love these type of things these are the best gifts ever i i just like i can't stress it enough so everything is starting at 39 dollars nationwide and next slash same day delivery this is amazing they're such easy gifts for holidays birthdays thank yous or just because boys just because is the best reason books even has flower subscriptions and so if you're someone like a kardashian and you always need fresh flowers in your house sign me up books are sustainably grown and cut fresh from the world's finest eco-friendly farms because their farmers are sourced directly they stay fresher longer love that for us their bouquets are effortlessly styled they have their happiness guarantee and what i love about them is transparency responsibility and simplicity so you guys can get 25 percent off your order from the books company all you have to do is go to books.com mood and use code mood and get 25 percent off this is absolutely perfect for the holiday season any birthdays anything like that there's always a reason for flowers and they make it so easy and also so classy and so elegant i absolutely am obsessed so find a reason to use that 25 percent off code and go to books.com slash mood with code mood okay kids that is it for this week's episode i truly have no idea what's wrong with me this week it is just it just comes out like word vomit you know what i mean it just flows and i let it and I literally have to give myself a break after recording to like 
just not to just like distance myself from this so that when I go back and edit I don't like hate myself but I usually end up liking it which is <laughs> cool but yeah th- that's another week in the books I have um the next two weeks episodes coming at you and then I'm gonna go on break for the holidays so let me know what you like what you're loving what kind of style you're feeling make sure to give me some five stars in the podcast store because you know we're at 4.5 and if you have an issue slide into my dms don't ruin my business okay that's just like not nice you're affecting my sanity and my well-being and my business you're affecting my dogs i need to be able to buy my dogs food if you have an issue just slide into my dms it's not make it bigger than it needs to be all right give me five stars it's really starting to hurt my ego look out for some new youtube content because i have a lot i need to film a lot because i have a lot to say thanks a lot rachel thanks a lot um i'm just looking around my office right now thinking damn i have too much shit no i really don't i love everything i love things i love things i love things i had such a great time reading through all your emails and i'm so grateful for your issues to give me something to talk about i'm not happy that you have to go through it but it seems like everyone's just you know going through the normal the normal things of life you know i think you're all going to be just fine i think we're all we're all going to be just fine um as long as we stick together all right so let's make the world a greater place by listening to my podcast shopping xle and following me on instagram because with that with that energy in your life you're set up for success i guarantee it okay i can't guarantee it can you tell when i podcast for so long i get so exhausted like it literally gives me a headache because i just don't shut up like literally don't shut up but i guess that's why i have this platform you know thank you for giving me this opportunity and thank you for your support you'd think that for how tired i am i would shut up but i'm just still going still going okay i'm gonna shut up thank you guys so much for listening make sure you subscribe there'll be a new episode next wednesday and i will talk to you then what was that i'll talk to you guys then follow me at lauren elizabeth and i will talk to you guys next week bye